Welcome to Fortitude at Work, a podcast all about building your mental and emotional strength. Pull up a chair and join in the chat with your hosts, Leanne and John. Let's talk all things that put fortitude to work for you. Hello. Hello. We're here. Season 2, episode... 11. Goes to 11. Not, it goes to 11. And everyone, beyond. It does. Not everyone gets that reference. It goes to 11. What's that from? It's from Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Yep. That was very good. They said, oh, your, your amp goes to 11. Your most amps go to 10. So what's, what's different about yours? It goes to 11. I know. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It was a very good doco. <laughs> it was. It was. It was a, a, a mockumentary. Mockumentary. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was talking about power. It was. Oh, that's what we're talking about today. Nice oh. segue. Well done. Oh, very good. Well done. That is what we're talking about today. Personal power? Both personal power and got to come back to small business now. Always. Everything we do helps small business people, I think. Yeah. But today I want to talk a bit about personal power because it's something that's really come out of my research mm-hmm. um, is this notion of power and power helping us uh, to cope, uh, I guess, to improve our mental health. Yeah. Um, and so what I've been finding in the research is that the more equal I feel I am in my relationships with others, and so personal power outside of work, it's mm. the same, um, the, more, the, the less stress and anxiety I feel, if mm. I feel that we're on an equal uh, playing field, I guess. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. If you like, um, if you feel like you are playing an important part in the process, rather than a um, uh, what's a what's a, uh, a powerless role. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the mercy yeah. of somebody else making decisions for yeah, me. That's it, and that's I have more control over what's happening, more autonomy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm an important part of this process. Yeah. Rather than just a. Uh, someone standing by yeah. and watching it happen. And you've really hit on a couple of key words too. So have you been reading my thesis at nine? No chance. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I hear enough around it, about it from your lectures. <laughs> In the kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen lectures, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I sit down every afternoon and I, uh, and I find my place at the table and I, and I have a lecture from my wife around small business and their mental health and <laughs> what can be done to improve that. So, yes. It's because I'm a sole trader, John. That's it. And I'll get, a big, for help. I'll get a big attendance certificate at the end. <laughs> yeah? Wait for the test, honey. Oh, jeez. Oh. Okay. Now I'm out. <laughs> so we know from the research generally, we know this already, that for people to be engaged at work, um, employees to be engaged at work, they need to have a combination of autonomy, so the ability to choose what they do and when they do it, and some control hmm. around how they do it. Yeah. And... Also, the demands that are placed on them um, need to be manageable, I guess, in the most simplest terms. So if I don't have a lot of control or autonomy decision-making around what I do and I have high demands put on me, Mm. that's going to end up being stressful and, you know, anxiety and um, an unpleasant work experience. And I'll probably become disengaged. Become a clock watcher. Yeah, not as motivated, just sort of trying to get through the day. Yeah, I've got bills to pay. That's why I'm here. I'm not really feeling um, like I'm taking part in this process. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a nice way to work all this. Yeah. Mm. But often in a workplace, there is opportunities to have, if you're lucky. In a healthy workplace. In a healthy workplace. Mm. And 
workplace is going to become healthier now because as of the 1st of April this year, yeah, that's right. Yeah. the legislation became a lot tougher yeah. and they call it psychosocial risk. You actually have to care about the people that are working there. Right. Yeah. By law, yeah. you have to care. Yeah. And even though, say, New South Wales, for example, adopted and Queensland adopted the legislation early, mm-hmm. so last year they adopted the legislation, it has become federally legislated as of the 1st of April. So thinking about people's mental health at work mm-hmm. uh, is actually becoming much more important in the way that they work, not just mm-hmm. physical or health and safety. Yep but mental health and safety, which is great. It is. So anyway, in a workplace that adopts a mentally healthy workplace environment or culture, we do have ways to have these discussions about, um, we would hope, around control and demand and autonomy and all those sorts of things. So maybe there's a job description. Yep. You can use that as a basis of discussion. Yeah, there's weekly get-togethers and meetings and monthly um, town halls. So maybe you have those sorts of... You have a basis of having a discussion. You can say, look, my job description says this, this and this, yep. but you're not giving me this or I'm doing too much of this. Yep. We have a basis of discussion. Mm. Um, we also have um, usually a third party, like an independent party. So yep. it might be human resources. Yep. We can go to someone and say, look, I'm struggling. Yep. And hopefully you've got someone in a large organisation you feel comfortable yeah. A lot of people have HR departments but still feel they can't disclose no, no. because of the culture of the organisation. Well, anyway, ho- we have ho- that. Hopefully that's getting better. And there's a hierarchy yeah. of care. Yeah. And that is that you have um, uh, you, you, your immediate person that you report to and that you have that opportunity to be open and honest about how you're going and what's going well and what could be better. And then that he has someone above them yeah. and she has someone above yeah, her. Yeah, that's right. And tied into that is developing a culture where the whole organisation adopts a mentally healthy workplace uh, approach to the way we do work. Hmm. And that's, in the fanciest of terms, is called the psychosocial safety climate. You might want to cut that out later, Julie. Sorry, it's very boring. (laughs) But anyway, um, that's... Where does that leave the mic? That's really what that is, right? Where does it leave that one... That's the point, Mm. because if you work on your own Mm. or if you work, you know, in a tiny business with only one or two employees, you don't have any of those things. No. And in fact, you know, I was talking to someone the other day who works in this, in the safety industry Mm. and they were saying to me, yeah, that's right. So if you're overworking, what are you going to do? You're going to report yourself? Yeah. (laughs) You're going to go, excuse me, but I'm exhausting myself. Yeah. Yeah. Just doesn't happen, right? No. And that whole notion of control and autonomy and demand becomes very blurred, difficult to manage because we work on our own. So we don't have a HR department. We don't have someone fostering a culture of mentally healthy workplaces unless we're trying to do that ourselves. Um, But maybe we're in this cycle of just keeping our head above water at the moment. Yeah. So how do you translate a mentally healthy workplace yeah. from a corporate level to a micro or, or small business And that's exactly level. what I'm writing mm. right at the moment. So. Is that what it's about? Yeah, that's exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It's only taken four it's, years. It's taken me four years. I was today years old <laughs> when I worked out what her PhD was about. 
It's exactly what it's about. So I don't have all the answers at the moment because I'm still putting it all together. Yeah. But what I can tell you, though, that I think is really interesting mm. is the is the role that power plays in the mental health of a sole trader or a micro business owner. And we've touched on all of the power. elements already yeah. um, around power. Um, and so it's nice to kind of round it out, I think, in this episode. So I think the best advice... You know, when I have someone who says, oh, you work in the area of mental health and small business, I own a small business, how can I reduce my stress? Mm. Then the very first thing I would say is stop and think about what are the things in your business that help you to feel powerful when doing your business. So when they say, how do I decrease my stress? You say, well, let's work on how we can increase your power. Yeah, how do we increase your power? Okay. And so that comes with firstly combining all of the thought processes and the psychological elements that we've talked about mm. over this season, mm. which is great, like gap hunting, being aware. Yeah. Stress. Stress, uh, stress. Managing yeah. stress, positivity. Yeah. So bringing all of those um, mental health traits, I guess, to the table. But then also thinking about, well, what are the things that I can do in my business? And we've talked about this before, so it's just a summary. Yeah. What are the things that I can do in my business that helps me to be powerful? So if we think about, for example, if I were an employee in a business, having a job description yeah. is some way of giving you power. Yeah, you know what to do and what not to do, what's expected of you. Right. Yeah, and you can take that job description mm. and talk to your manager about it yeah. and say, my job description says this, this and this, but these elements aren't working for me. Yeah. Or um, this is my job description. I'm being asked to do things outside of that. Um, that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think as a micro business owner, there's two things in that area that you could do. Mm. One is know what your values are, know what your purpose is in your business yep. and articulate that. Yeah. Have, um, have a very clear idea of your identity, Yeah. your business identity, what it is that you're trying to achieve for yourself right. and for others. Right. So like Covey says, begin with the end in mind. Mm. What is it that I want to achieve? Because if I know that, I can make decisions. Yeah, based on that. If you, ever, if you ever find yourself going, oh, what do I do here? And you go, hey, let's just go back to um, the philosophy, the, what is it, the... You know, that every company has like a, a mission. Or, yeah, let's go yeah. back to my mission statement yeah. around what it is I want to achieve here. Yeah. And yeah. we talked about values and understanding all of that way back in, I think, episode two or three of this yeah. se season. Yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing to, I would recommend is always have terms of trade or a work agreement that is written in yeah. place with any clients that you deal with. Yeah. Because having a terms of trade or having a work agreement, a contract, mm -hmm. for example, is like having a job description. It is. It's very clear around expectations. Right. And it's written down. And I remember uh, when I read that book 100 years ago, do you remember that book? Uh, it might have been about Ray Kroc, you know, the guy that yeah. did McDonald's, yeah. and it's about systems yeah. um, and how important it was to write stuff down. Because I wasn't a write stuff down yeah. guy. I was a get stuff done guy. Yeah, that was Michael Gerber, actually. There you go, Michael the Gerber. The E-Myth, yeah. The E-Myth, yeah. And uh, having everything written down, which was annoying to me, but I went to the trouble. I pushed myself yeah, did. to write to write down the processes of how I liked things done. And yeah. they were job descriptions for people that worked for me, but there was also a description of what I, the expectations I had of myself. Yeah. So, yeah, writing it down. Write it down. Very important. And have that, you know, agreement, contract, yeah. term of trades shared with the client. Yeah. 
because then you can have a discussion with the client with that as the basis of the discussion. Yeah, very clear, very open. Yeah, that's like your job description. Yeah. It gives you power. It it's does. incredibly powerful. Yeah. Have very transparent systems with the client. So that's part of the contract or the terms of trade that says step one, you will get this. Yeah. Step two, you will get this. So that expectations are clear mm. by both parties right up front. And step three around variations and yeah. how that's managed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, if we go back to our corporate days, so a lot of people go from corporate into self-employment. Mm -hmm. So you'd be familiar with KPIs, mm -hmm. key performance indicators, yep. that you would agree on a yearly basis in a corporate job. Yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah. These are my KPIs. But you're the client. You're not my boss, you're not my team leader or my supervisor, you're my client. And this could be done as a small business owner or yeah. micro business owner. Yeah. yeah. The next tip is what are the things that make you feel good at work? So when we've talked about this before, do I have enough money in the bank mm. to pay my bills? Yeah. Do I know how to get that money in my bank yeah. to pay my bills? Cash flow. Cash flow. And secondly, do I have enough sales in the pipeline? Yeah. And if I have enough sales, it's funny, you know, if I have money in the bank and if I have sales in a pipeline, I can see ahead. Yeah. I've got sales coming. There's, there's comfort in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you've got a customer giving you a hard time, it's amazing how that shifts your mindset to yeah. kind of go, well, yeah. I'll just make a note to self. I don't want to work with you anymore. Yeah, I, I, it is. My business um, is okay. And I'm, uh, and I can't put that much energy into that at the right. loss of the energy of going into something over here that is clearly profitable. Right. Yeah. And that only happens when, and I use this, I share this a lot when I'm doing a keynote or I'm doing a course or a workshop. That only happens if we've got this seesaw that says my dependency is equal to your opportunity. Okay. So if I've got um, a low sense of um, opportunity, I'm going to be highly dependent on you. Yeah. If I've got a reverse, if I'm feeling that I've got lots of opportunities, I don't need to be dependent on you. So what we want is kind of like a balanced seesaw yeah. that doesn't say... I don't have many opportunities, therefore I'll just take it. I just have to bend over backwards for this all the time with great stress yeah. uh, and work all hours of the days, nights, weekends to pay my bills. Yeah. And, and the client is always right. The customer is always right That's no right. matter what. That's but if I have sales in the pipeline and I have money in the bank, yeah. then I actually have less dependency hmm. On others, and if I've got processes around marketing and advertising yeah. that have been tested and work, and you use a percentage of your income uh, that is dedicated to that, um, and it works, then your opportunity is that yep, right? Opportunity will outweigh your. That's exactly it. Um, okay. And if I have, if I feel more powerful because I have, I'm secure in knowing I've got money in the bank and I've got sales in the pipeline. Mm. If I have that then I actually will reduce my stress levels. Yep. My mental health improves at work mm. because if we hark back to when I was talking about employees, mm. we know for a fact that employees will thrive if they have a high degree of autonomy yeah. and a high degree of control yeah. over the job that they do. Power as a sole trader, mm. having that power, having that lack of um, no need to be dependent mm. on someone actually gives you high degree of autonomy and a high degree of control. So 
we we can enjoy the same benefits as an employee, but we get it from a different source and a different way. And we're happier. And we're happier. You are. We actually enjoy the work that we do. Yeah, and you no longer um, have to be a... um, a victim to your business, a, a servant to your business. You become the yeah. commander. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the exactly right. head of your right. business. And you feel powerful. Yeah. Instead of powerless. That's right. Mm. So to sum up, because power is such a big part, it's going to be such a big part of my thesis, and it's mm. going to be something that in 2024 I'm going to be rolling out as a new keynote mm-hmm. uh, for small business owners, which is to explore how do I use power in my business yep. to thrive at work. Yep. How do I do that? Um, that's really going to be my focus next year. Excellent. So to sum up, I guess, around this notion of power is I need to start by asking myself, what is it? what are the key indicators in my business that make me feel powerful yeah. and not dependent on others? Yeah. Start there first. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well done. So I think that's it for power, Johnny. I think it's very good. And you, this keynotes that you do, um, they'll be for like small business networking. Yeah. Okay. It might be, um, you know, a whole group of small business owners. It might be um, a corporate that has a network of small business clients that they want to help so you, them. You can to speak at those breakfasts or those um, uh, conferences, uh, award nights, that yeah, sort of stuff. I've done a lot of that, haven't I? Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> I drive. I'm the chauffeur. You are. I drive you there. You do a very admirable job. Yeah, there. I sit out in the car park and you do get you know Uber Eats to bring me something. You do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on that note, yep. Let's wrap that up. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Good stuff. Bye. 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 Thanks for your time today. Hope you got some great takeaways from our chats. If you'd like to know more about John and his counselling, go to johndiamond.com.au. If you'd like to know a bit more about Leanne and the work she does in the mental health of small business owners, go to fortitudeatwork.com.au. Don't forget, check the show notes for any additional information about support and resources specifically for small business owners.